welcome to Dance It Out, a Grey's Anatomy podcast. We're your hosts, Jasmine Petty. And Giuseppe Corallo. Thank you to everyone for joining us for our 20th episode. Yay! Uh, today we're going to be talking about this week's Grey's Anatomy episode entitled Tradition. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, uh, there are spoilers ahead. Um, so to start off, uh, Giuseppe, how are you? How's it going? Well, I'm great, actually. Thank you for asking. And I have big news to share with you all. So you know that my graduation was actually, my graduation day was actually coming up and it finally happened. I graduated. Yes, I'm, I'm very happy because finally I can concentrate more on my work and on what I want to do. So it's a really interesting time for me because now I have to understand what's, what's next for me in a way. I'm ready for my next chopper. What about you, Jasmine? How are you? I'm good. I'm okay. I'm a bit tired. Ottawa is having its first big heat wave of the year. So it's currently about 24 degrees. It's been between like 24 and like 30 degrees the last few days. So oh, that's um, a lot. yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, my friend Amy and I came, she came over and we put installed the AC unit downstairs, which is great. It keeps it downstairs nice and cool, but uh, there's no place to really put one in upstairs because of the way the house is built. So um, just using fans and stuff. So it's, it's really hot for sleeping and it's, it's a big adjustment because it goes from being, you know, temperate to being very, very hot and very yeah. humid. So I'm a little bit tired, but I mean, a few days will pass and you'll get used to it. So yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm okay. Okay. And are you, do you want to do your usual 30 second recap? Yes. Or, or the heat is too much for you to do that? No, no. The heat is not too much. I, I can do it. Um, okay. Then you can do it. Okay. Do you want to count me down? Yes. Three, two, one, go. This week on Grey's Anatomy, Jackson shares the news that he's moving to Boston with his friends at Grayson Memorial, and Meredith passes her test with flying colors and is finally discharged. Meanwhile, Tom Levi and Indigenous intern James G work together to save a pregnant woman's grandfather as she goes into labor, and we learn that Karina is training Joe and OB. Tom's experience leads him to beg Jackson to let him work with him in Boston to create real change, and Teddy and Owen get back together. Whew. Lots <laughs> of things happened during this episode. Lots, lots of things. Mm-hmm. So I have to say that I'm actually very happy that we got back to a classic episode of Grace, like lots of storyline happening at the same time, Meredith standing up and and having conversation, not happening at the beach. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and the thing that I liked most about this episode was that, as Teddy would say, I, I, I felt the hope. I felt like things are actually changing mm-hmm. for the best. Like happiness is just around the corner. And after such a difficult year, I can be more excited to get a great anatomy that relies on romances and fun. <laughs> so, yes. and yes, and I also felt, but I, on the other hand, I also felt that this episode uh, could have had a different impact, uh, a more emotional one with some tweaks to the writing so basically, this week we had two major storylines happening at the same time. Jackson Avery leaving and Meredith Grey getting ready to come back home. And the point, at least to me, was that, is that these two moments were both so big in a way that took a little bit from the emotional pull they could have had. I mean, it, it seemed like Jackson was a little bit detached from the episode and he had some go- goodbye scenes sprinkled throughout the episode. And I would have, for example, I would have loved to see him working on my last case so that he could have had a more natural goodbye and not all this conversation that seemed 
like a little bit detached from everything else. Um, for example, take Christina's, Christina's Yang exit, which to me is still the most beautiful send off on the show. Well, she had in her final episode, regular scenes with the most important characters. And then that last amazing scene with Meredith, the dancing it out moment. And that moment, the dancing it out moment, felt particularly emotional because it was unexpected and still so true to the characters. I think that here, this stroke of inspiration lacked. It seemed a little bit flat, at least to me. And in a way, this is what maybe needs to improve next season. I really need the writing to dive deeper into, into these characters. Do you, do you know what I mean? Or, or how did you feel about this exit? Um, I liked it. I thought it was well done. Um, I like that they address, like when he's talking, Jax is talking to Richard and Bailey, that like, she's like, you're doing this in Boston instead of Seattle where you live? That like, I mean, he could do this job from Seattle. They're, they're making him move to Boston because like they, they need to do his exit. Um, and I, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. Um, I agree that having him treat um, one last patient would have been, I think, very emotional. Um, it kind of, when you were saying that, it reminded me of um, when Dr. Green leaves um, ER, the show ER. Um, there's a scene like that that I think you would love where he treats one last patient Okay. Um, before leaving the hospital. And it's this little girl is like, oh, you're fishing my last patient. And the dad goes like, oh, you're going home for the night? And he goes, yeah, but you, the audience, know that he's leaving. Yeah, I, well, that that could have been beautiful. This is, I, I think this was not as emotional as, as it should have been. Like, like the writers did what they had to do, but not much else, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. Um, I, I did like his exit overall, though. I... I thought the way they used the clips but playing music over them was really well done. Um, I thought it highlighted those kind of important moments without being a total clip show. It was nice to see some of those characters again on screen, even if they were just in flashbacks. Um, I love Meredith's voiceover um, mm -hmm. and the kind of the opening and ending scenes when he looks over to the ER and then drives away. Um, I thought that was really well done. Um, I loved his conversation with Meredith, um, that scene where um, she's like, I won. Yeah, my um, last standing. Last standing. I, I love that. Um, I thought it was very true to their friendship. Um, and, you know, when, they, when he leaves there um, and then he walks out of the room, I was kind of like, is that it? That's, that seems a bit like, can that be it? And then he snuck her out at the end. Yeah, <laughs> driving the getaway car. I I just love that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that as you said, that the last scene of Jackson driving in his car and watching the ER. I think that was so joyous. The song, the flashbacks, Jackson ready for his new beautiful life, and and mm -hmm. I I think that was beautiful. Um, I also liked uh, the Belly Rich, the, the goodbye with Belly Richard, mm -hmm. because that felt very organic, and and him understanding empathy, courage, and how to be brave from them, from his mentors, and especially from Richard, that has been like a father-like figure for him, right? Yeah. And the last scene between Meredith and Jackson, to me, I'm talking about this scene at the hospital, actually, so not the last scene. Uh, um, it felt like it was a lot more like Jess Williams and Alan Pompeo because they're great friends in real life. And 
I, I was a little surprised by what Meredith said. So basically, um, what surprised me was how Meredith, what Meredith thought of him um, when she first met him. She says that uh, she was surprised because of the name that he had to take to carry with him, right? The, mm -hmm. the Henry surname. But the point is that she didn't know that he was Harper Avery's grandson until midway season six. I, I don't actually think that's what Meredith means, though, because okay. she says that she said oh, that's a big name to carry. And she's she's looking at him. The flashback is when she's looking from her hospital room that like that stuff was going on and people were giving her updates because she was sick. There's a scene. I don't remember when this is, but Jackson says, you know, he's talking uh, to someone. He said, you know, yeah, the names helped a little bit that when your last name is Avery, just like when your last name is Gray, even if you don't outright say that you're related, people assume that you are. And so I think that's what Meredith was talking about. Is everybody assumed they were related somehow, even if he didn't say it, where people do the same thing with her. Um, and so even if you're not related to that person at all, people still make the assumption. So that's what I thought she was talking about there. And there was dialogue oh, I, about that. I do remember that that conversation happened. I yeah. mean, are they, yeah, he's are they, talking like, to, I think, Christina and Meredith, I think, is when he's saying that. Before they reveal? Before the yes. episode with the reveal? Yeah. Before and after. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really need to rewatch that because I was a little bit taken aback. I was like, okay, I, 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 I want to look into it because I'm very, I don't remember that moment. So I thought that she was talking about him being actually Harper uh, uh, Heavery's grand, um, grandson. So the other important storyline of the episode, as I was saying, was the Meredith coming home finally. Yes. Oh, I, I love that. Um, oh, like, you know, when she was all worried that she hadn't passed her test and she was doing so well and, and Teddy and... Uh, Maggie and Richard and Bailey were all so excited for her. Uh, I like that we got to finally, she's finally up and moving again. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's the main character. She's been on beach all season. Um, I, uh, I love that. Um, I love the fake out because like, they, I get why everybody wanted to clap her out. Why, you know, um, that was so important. But Meredith isn't one of those people that's big, like she says in her voiceover. She's not big on tradition. She's not big on, you know, things for the sake of doing them. It's one of the reasons she doesn't like big weddings, um, you know, and so like I get why everybody wanted to do it for her, but it, it felt to be very in character for her to be like, I'm just going to sneak out the back and I'm going to get my old friend Jackson to help me out with this. That that felt very in character to me because she didn't want a big hullabaloo. She just wanted to go home and be with her kids. And I love that. And I also really loved the scenes with Amelia where Amelia's panicking. She's like, oh my God, the house is a mess. And Mary's like, it's fine. I like it this way. You know, like it, it shows that it's, you know, it's lived in. My kids are here. You're here. This is okay. Like you don't have to be perfect. I just want to be with my children. You've done a great job. I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was sweet. And it was, as you said, it was beautiful to see her finally, finally talking and, 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 and she looked radiant. I have to say that Ellen Pompeo looked radiant. So, um, so yeah, it was. You know how much I love the character. She's my favorite character. She's the main reason I watched. It. I still watch the show. So basically, I, I loved it. And and also, I I was a little bit surprised again by how they approached the beach thing and the, the look at death thing. Because, you know, during the episode, so Bailey and Richard are really preoccupied because they don't know how to break her the news that the Luca died because they think that Meredith doesn't know. And then when they talk to her, she says, no, the Luca is okay. And Bailey says, no, the Luca is not okay. And she looks at them and we hear the sound of the beach and the seagulls. And she says, 
De Luca is with his mother. I thought that was really emotional. Mm -hmm. And of course, this implies that Meredith remembers about the beach. Yeah. And this is the reason why she didn't ask about De Luca. But at the same time, I was like, I, I wanted a conversation because what happened next? After she says to Richard Amelli, De Luca is with his mother, what did he respond? What did she say? Did she talk to them about the beach? Is she keeping a secret? And if she's keeping a secret, wouldn't they ask why she's saying what she's saying? So I'm a little bit confused. Like, what's happening here? Did she share with someone the beach stuff? Yeah, I I was thinking about that too. And that to me, my kind of interpretation was that I like my guess is that like, you know, she says that and they look confused at her. I'm guessing she clarified that, you know. Um, that while she was sex, she, she dreamed she was on a beach and that she saw him walk away with his mother. Whether she told them more than that, I don't know. Uh, I'm hoping they're going to address that in, in like an upcoming episode. Um, and my thought on it was, you know, I wasn't sure if Meredith, you know, was going to tell them about the beach. That one of the reasons she might be keeping it um, like to herself, like what she hasn't been sharing about the beach is, you know, she didn't want to come back. She wanted to stay on the beach with Derek and telling the people who have worked so hard for three months to save your life that, you know, you've gone, your suicidal ideation has come back and that you want to stay on the beach with your dead husband is, would be kind of hurtful to people who've been trying to save your life. And so I think maybe she might not be saying too much about it because she doesn't want to upset them or she doesn't want them to think that she's going to try and hurt herself or she, maybe she just wants to keep it private because I mean, you know, she was with Derek on the beach. That's very personal to her. George, Mark, Lexi, like this is all very personal to her that maybe she just wants to keep it to herself for now. Like it was this experience that she had while the rest of the world was collapsing in the real world that maybe she's just not ready to share it um, because it was, a, I, she was there for a lot longer. And I think it was a lot more profound than, you know, when she, she codes and her mother dies, that was a very quick thing there's like one episode versus like this was a prolonged thing or maybe she's still processing all of it. I mean, we don't know how much time has passed. Like I, I got the impression that maybe like a week or two had passed since she woke up. Uh, what was your, like, what was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know because I think, I think you're right that something big happened during that beach, even though I don't believe that what happened at the beach was actually happening. Of course, they must have been, really difficult for her to process. But what I'm saying is that one way or the other, I wanted the show to address it. I mean, if she's deciding to not say anything right now, I get it, but show it to me. Show me what happened after the, during the conversation with Betty Richard. I really didn't get this, this decision to not, not to show us. I mean, it felt weird. I, I really, I just read to know. And what, I'm, what I think, of course, I might be wrong because we don't know where they're going with Meredith and Ace. But what I think is that they're saving it for a more emotional moment. Might she talk about Derek with Ace? Yes, yes that was my thought too. The next episode, they're going to wind up talking and he's going to ask her like, you know, like, wh where did you go in your mind? Or he's going to, you know, they're going to be talking and she's going to bring it up with him because, oh my gosh, okay, we're on the same page here. I feel like she might bring it up with him because he knows what it's like to lose love of your life. And if she says to him, I didn't want to leave, I wanted to stay with Derek, I feel like Hayes would be like 100%. I totally yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's 
That was my thought too. I was, I, I thought, and this is the only explanation to me. Yeah. That from, a writing, that from a writing standpoint, they didn't want her to talk about the beach right now because they need to, to be more dramatic. So I don't think it will happen in the next episode. I think is that in the finale, yes. I think that, I mean, if they decide to go with Meredith and Ace, yeah. I think she's going to talk to him about Derek and this is what they're setting up mm. uh, maybe during the wedding me- during Megan Winston's wedding oh we- yeah I was I was picturing more of a like they've established that they're they prior to this they were getting drinks in his office that maybe they'd be having drinks in his office after like late one night and that's when she brings it up but the the wedding is a good it's a good theory too yeah you know depends what they said to you I think they might talk about it on during the wedding and then mm-hmm. time will will pass by and we know that Meredith I don't want to make any spoilers but we know that Meredith is going to have a work-related storyline let's say and then and then maybe something will happen by the end of the finale I mean this is my only it's like this must be the reason why they're concealing this because yeah. otherwise why wouldn't she talk in this episode about what happened at the beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had the same had the same thought. So we'll see what happens. So I really liked Meredith's storyline, but and of course I liked that moment at the end in which I mean I was very frustrated that she didn't get a scene, a single scene with Ace. I, I know, was I him to come visit her. Like, yeah, like where was he? And then I tried to you know, of course, I tried to fill the blanks and I was like, okay, maybe Ace is not approaching her right now because he doesn't know what to say, because he's embarrassed, because because when you like someone, it's very difficult to face them. And maybe he was waiting for her to, to get out from the hospital. But at the same time, it's been one week, two weeks since she woke up and she still hasn't talked to Ace. She still hasn't been introduced to Winston. Yeah. I mean... What I'm saying is that sometimes this here, the writing seems a little bit erratic. It doesn't make sense sometimes because it's been like at least one week. We know for sure that it's been at least one week because otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. And she still hasn't met Winston. Does, does it make sense? No. And, and she hasn't still talked to Ace. Well, we don't know about that. They might have had like, a simple conversation like hi hi you're back and they haven't had the chance to really talk yeah but this show needs to show things us to us again i mean as a viewer sometimes i'm frustrated with great anatomy this season because it's like it's like i have to fill all these blanks and it shouldn't be like that do you agree yeah i get what you're saying i think sometimes they tell instead of show in in the later seasons and I want, I want to give credit here because, you know, when Shonda Rhimes was involved in the day-to-day, I mean, she's a huge, you know, huge person for, you know, show, don't tell. Yeah. Um, and so I do kind of miss that because sometimes I do think they rely on telling us stuff or, you know, this season we have to fill in the blanks a lot um, because they're not able to include everything, um, you know, either because of COVID or timing or, you know, what gets cut. And then, you know, in things where they, they leave it open, like, you know, for all we know, you know, Hazen Mare did visit briefly. That would be my impression. But the fact that, you know, she says that she, you know, they talk about Winston and she said that she they've apparently been in the same room or, you know, on video chat. Um, the fact that Hayes and Winston were both helping out with her case and her care when she was like in a coma and now she's awake and they're not hanging out with her. Like you were chilling with her when she was in a coma, but you're not chilling with her now. I mean, I... Yeah. 
why is like why is that i mean they're chilling with everybody else um yeah yeah it's it's really weird and this is something that i really don't get and this is applies also to jackson exit what i was telling you before mm -hmm. what's the show missing right now is the the shonda rhymes touch okay. that the little bit added magic so i really hope that shonda comes back on the show really miss her <laughs> but on the other end, we had a very, very, very powerful storyline. Um, do you want to talk about that? You know, of course, about the uh, the tribal elder from and that storyline with the uh, with the indigenous doctor. Yes, I do want to talk about that. Um, so I really love the patient storyline or patients, I guess, storyline this week, where Tom, Levi, and uh, Chi, the so Dr. James Chi, who's the indigenous intern, is working with them, work uh, with the grandfather and um, the granddaughter who's pregnant, and then Karina and uh, Joe to lift the baby. Yeah, I really love that storyline. Um, it was very powerful to me. Uh, so a while back, a few months back, it, I saw on Twitter it was announced that they had cast uh, the show had cast Robert Imessa, who is Navajo Saboya, uh, as Dr. James G, who is an intern at the hospital. We briefly see him as one of the interns that quits his first day. And then he's been in a couple of episodes since then, but he's just kind of like, he was the one with um, Levi in the hyperbaric chamber, but he doesn't really get very many lines. The fact that he's indigenous doesn't come up. And I was like, oh, okay, they're just not addressing it, I guess. Um, then it came up in a big way, this episode, and I was really happy about that because the show, at least to my memory, has uh, never had an Indigenous doctor, and they've never had an Indigenous patient that I can remember, at least not a prominent one, which is kind of crazy when you think about it, because, I mean, the show has been on for now 17 seasons, and they've broken so many barriers in terms of race and identity, um, and they've been so groundbreaking in that. Um, but for them never to have an Indigenous patient or doctor, you know, I think is a very big blind spot um, because, it, it, you know, it's, it's saying that in Grey's Anatomy, you know, Indigenous people don't exist, um, and which is ridiculous. And, and I also want to say that if this happens, like on Grey's Anatomy, which is one of the most woke shows out there, mm -hmm. this also gives a reflection on, on, on TV these days, the, the underrepresentation of you know, of indigenous people. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a big, big problem. I'm glad they're finally addressing it. And the thing that, you know, until I said that, I'd never really thought about it. But then, you know, when I heard about this casting news, I started thinking about it. And the thing that came up for me was, so if you look in the background of scenes, starting from, I think, season one, if, if a lot of times at the hospital, you could see those, um, those painting or those screen prints in the background of like fish or water or other animals. Um, that are black or red or um, or blue, and they're, they're, they look like uh, line printing. That, that line art that you can see in the background that's really beautiful. I think Lexi even steals one of the paintings at one point for the crap apartment her and George live in. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those ones, you know the ones I mean, they're in the chief's office, they're on the walls of the hospital. Um, that art's really beautiful. Um, and if you don't live in North America, you wouldn't know this. Um, but that's actually that 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 type of artwork is a uh, Coast Salish or, or Haida artwork. Uh, in this case, it would be Coast Salish because their traditional territory is uh, encompasses so the province of British Columbia here in Canada and the states of Washington and Oregon in the United States. 
and that encompasses um, Seattle, where the show is 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 set, and you know Vancouver up here. And so, you know, when I heard about this casting news, it struck me as odd that you know they have this beautiful artwork in the background. In order to have that artwork, what would have had to have happened is that someone from the art department would have had to have gone to Seattle to to buy it, you know, because that that wouldn't be sold, you know, in in California. That's not you know that, that that's not really their traditional territory. And so that means that someone in the art department took the time to buy this, bring it back with them, and put it in the background, which is great. But we never see that addressed we never see the you know an indigenous the fact indigenous people come exist in this world never come up no one ever points to the artwork and said hey that's nice where'd you get it like it never comes up and so that falls into that stereotype of um you know putting something there because it's so pretty and using indigenous people as like a, a token and like a oh look it's so pretty without actually addressing the the culture behind it um so i'm really happy that they're that they're addressing that Yes. Um, and I really loved this storyline. Um, I, I thought it was beautifully done. I mean, parts of it were a bit heavy handed, but considering that they've never addressed indigenous issues before. Um, also, something I wanted to know is the blanket they wrapped the baby in. If you notice, it's got the same type of artwork on it. Oh, right, right, you're right. Yeah, the black and red, which is very important. And uh, I actually have a, a scarf and a couple of things that I took to Victoria a few years back that I got from there that are absolutely beautiful. It's beautiful artwork. Um, so I'm glad that they addressed that. Um, the line where um, Tom, you know, they're, so Levi and Tom are talking and she are talking to um, the pregnant woman and they're saying they're, they're, um, their centers are under-resourced and they sometimes they don't get what they need. And Tom goes, oh, do they send you shoe booties? Like as a reference to premiere. And she goes, no, they sent us body bags. Um, that's not something they made up for TV. That's actually a real thing that the Trump administration did. And here in Canada, the current government is doing a decent job. They put forward lots of funding. They're great. But out of the Harper government, uh, which is federal government that was in power previously during the H1N1 um, epidemic, they they sent body bags to indigenous communities rather than medical supplies. So that's a, that's a real thing that happened. Yeah, my God. So I'm really glad that they addressed it, um, that they were able to save a knowledge holder. I'm really, I work for an indigenous organization here in Canada. Um, so it's an issue that's very close to my heart. Um, I thought the acting was well done. I'm glad that Tom was respectful of Chi and what he was trying to do with the smudging. Because oftentimes, like they say, Western medicine is not receptive to that. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad that he, you know, they were able to work together. And, you know, when, when they say to them, you know, thank you for taking care of us, you know, we haven't had the best experience with big hospitals. That's very true. You know, they often get overlooked for the lot of same reasons like Bailey talks about, right? When she has her heart attack, you know, for the same reason that, um, you know, Black, Hispanic, Latinx, Asian, everybody else gets overlooked because they're not white. Indigenous people face a lot of the same issues and it's often an un unaddressed issue. Um, so I found that story on very, very moving and I'm really glad they're addressing it. I hope to see more of intern Chi in the future. I think he did a great job. So getting on to a lighter note, um, do you want to talk about that and maybe, uh, Joe and, uh, Karina's storyline with, with the baby? Yeah, well, I just wanted to say that, um, thank you, first of all, for sharing all your knowledge. I think it is important to, you know, for people like you that know more to say this and, and to share it with us, with me in this case. I, I think it was, as you said, a powerful storyline, and and also it was it was powerful to all the characters involved. It mm. also set up in a way Tom's exit storyline, for example. Yeah, it was so affected by affected by this case, and and also by all this, you know, all this humanity 
at the brink of despair and at the same time finding a, a ray of light, light and hope that he felt the, the need to, to be worthy of being spared, you know, as, yeah. as he says to, to Jackson. And, and, and again, I, I felt like Tom's monologue to Jackson was a little bit heavy-handed. I mean, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I think it was a beautiful closure for, for, for Tom. And speaking, yeah, speaking of more, I wouldn't say joyous, but more lighter storylines, we had the Joe and Karina storyline. And, and finally, we have the first day of, of Joe as an OB uh, resident. And I have to say that I like her in pink scrubs. I think she looks nice. And finally, I mean, she has been talking about this career change for basically for the last, uh, for the entire season. So to see her finally working with Karina, I think it was really, um, it was nice. I'm not super invested in this storyline right now, but we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. and, and I also like that Joe, the things that Joe said to Karina about her brother, DeLuca, because I think that I felt that was much needed because we have to remember, I think it's important for us to remember that DeLuca was important in Joe's life. She, he was, she was the first one to know about her secret, about the, the fact that she was married and he tried to protect her. And so that, that scene, even though I didn't love DeLuca as a character, it actually made me emotional. Mm -hmm. So I really liked that. And again, there was joy. There was joy during this episode. And speaking of joy, joy is also happening in Teddy and Owen's life again. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's uh, something that you just said, actually, that I, I want to talk about that you just sparked for me was one thing I did like about Joe's storyline. As I said before, I'm not invested in this. I'm, I'm not a fan of the storyline generally, was that like her and Jackson were joking about um, he was saying something about getting her coffee earlier when, when they're saying goodbye. Um, and then when, you know, Karina, when Karina's training her, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get a coffee. And like, Joe's like, no, I can get it for you. And she's like, oh, you're tending. She's like, not anymore. Like, I'm like, she's willing to put in the grunt work. She's willing to, to go back to being yeah. a resident again, to show everyone that she's serious about this yeah. um, and show Karina that respect. Um, she's like, cappuccino. And she's like, yeah, okay. And then later on um, when you know um, the patient is asking for her to call her husband and how's my grandfather and where's my OB and can I get an update and she does the she gets her um, her parents and she said oh your parents and your, your husband are on the way and she's like what about my you know the OB couldn't make it um, and she said well what about my grandfather and Joe goes right that's me too okay and then she leaves and she goes and does it she's not like she's not complaining about it she's not you know, dragging her feet. She's like, okay, I decided to do this. I have to, I'm like, I'm a resident again. I have to behave like one. Um, so I, I did really like that. That showed a level of commitment there that to me wasn't there before. Um, so I, I did really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, but uh, getting back to Teddy and Owen. Um, yeah, they have some very sexy scenes in, in this episode. Um I mean, I think it's nice they're back together. Um, I mean, as you know, I was a Teddy and, and Tom fan. Um, so, like, I'm not a ride or die Teddy and Owen fan like a lot of people are. Um, it was nice to see them back together, that they're reconciling and they're kind of getting their happily ever after. Um, to me, I wish they'd gotten to that point sooner. The fact that they spent half a season with Owen being like, I hate you, I never want to see you again. To me, I'm kind of like, oh, seriously, you made, like, I had to sit through and watch that for half the season and now they're doing this. I just wish they'd gotten to that point sooner. 
Um, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, but I'm, I mean, happy for them. Uh, I, I, I know that you, you like them together. Um, do you want to talk about what, what you thought? Well, I think they're doing what grace couples do all the time. They don't talk, they don't address their problems and they just have sex. <laughs> and then their problems will come back to own them. So yeah. right now I think they should communicate maybe before having sex, you know, before getting together. But I think this is like the first step towards um, a reconciliation. So I, 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 I'm not a ride or die fan of the couple, but surely I, I appreciate them because I think they're one of the most complex couples right now. I think Teddy is one of the most complex characters on the show right now. And I, I find her, her mind really fascinating, you know? Uh, I, I, I'm a sucker for characters to make mistakes, I have to say. And so I really hope this is the first step to getting back together. And, but I think, I think we're in for this year for a joyous season finale. So I think this road will, I'm not saying that it will be smooth. I'm saying that they might get there sooner than, than, than we thought. Mm-hmm. And speaking of joyous things happening, Richard is going to officiate Megan Winstead's wedding. Yes. Oh, I love that. I said this on Twitter, but I, I had a thought a few weeks ago that I'm like, oh, what if... Um, you know, what if Maggie asked both Bill and, and Richard to walk her down the aisle? Because I she's got to incorporate both in the ceremony somehow. Um, but then we, we see in this episode that, you know, Richard's like, oh, I didn't want to presume. And then they, they you know, they want Bill, she wants Bill to walk her down the aisle, but they asked him to officiate so they can incorporate both of them. Um, yeah. Which I thought was very sweet and very nice. Um, yeah, I, I love that. I'm excited to to see their wedding. It sounds like it's going to be a great time where we're going to get to, I mean, it sounds like, you know, they were able to book the actor who played Maggie's dad like that one time. <laughs> so that's cool. And they said that they're going to incorporate uh, Winston's, you know, grandmother and we're going to get to see his family. Um so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Uh, what what about you? Yeah, I'm excited as well. I I I really think that they need to make this couple a little bit more interesting. They need to delve deeper into Winston's character because right now it doesn't seem to have much of a personality. But I, I I'm excited for Maggie, and I I also love the moment <laughs> when Meredith said to to Maggie. So you know what? The days to wear ugly bridesmaid dresses are over for me. And Maggie <laughs> says to her, who says that you're a bridesmaid at my wedding? <laughs> Something like that. So I thought it was a really quick and, and fun exchange. And so, yeah, yeah. And what I also loved about this episode, speaking of Winston, was how he started interacting with the other males of the show, like with Owen and, and Link. And I really liked the scene between the three of them. I thought they were really funny uh, because, you know, when Link said that he, oh, I'm going to move out from Meredith's apartment when, when Meredith is going to go home, I'm going to get my own, I'm going to go back to my own place with Amelia and my son. And Owen was like, mm, not so sure about it because <laughs> as, as, as Karev said, the sister house has a, man, has a magnetic pull. So... I thought there was there was fine there, there was those scenes were really funny and yeah. and Winston uh, the fact that Winston was there trying to figure out who's who who has a relationship with whom <laughs> that was funny and we need we need male friendships on this show so I really hope this is the beginning of a new 
friendship between these three characters, you know? Yeah, me too. And I also liked that, you know, when they're talking about this, like Link is convinced, like, you know, they're going back to the house and that's going to be it. Where Winston, who's, you know, been around for less time, was like, yeah, there's a reason I got my own place, you know, when I, when I was moving here. So he could have his own space, basically. He's picked up on a, a dynamic there between Maggie and her sisters, even though one of them has been in a coma, um, that Owen has also knows well that Link hasn't really picked up on, which I thought was funny. And yeah, uh, yeah it does. And I like that line um, that, you know, it has this magnetic pull and, you know, you know, the house always smells of waffles and the kids are always happy to see you. That was and, Queen. Yeah, that was yeah. Queen. And then Link's like, I beg to differ because he's been stuck there for three months. And he's like, I want to get the heck out of this house. Um, which is why it's weird. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. But which is why it's weird that in next week's promo, he says that he wants another child. I mean, for a season, he has been saying that he's tired to have all these children around. Yeah. And now he wants another child? Why? But we'll see. We'll see next week. See, and on that point, I think, I, I feel like next season's going to start with kind of a hybrid thing where like Maggie and Winston get married, Emilian Link, you know, and so they move to his place, Emilian Link move to their place. And then, but like they'll still be at like around spending time at the house a lot. I feel like they might go that route. Um, because I feel like at some point Meredith is gonna want her house back, like to be yeah. there with her children. Yeah, and um, as and, and Link says. Uh, the, the, they would break all fire codes so yes they would break all the he's like i think we've broken fire codes <laughs> yes 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 and let's end this episode on an emotional note with the helm storylines that i thought was beautiful so helm has been having a hard time accepting what's going on in the world and in the hospital and i think that was beautifully done i think it was maybe the most emotional part of the episode at least for me mm -hmm. because you know this moment with her breaking down coupled up with the moment in previous episodes when she had that um that back hug with maggie do you remember that moment yeah yeah i i think that and i also think that the, the actress who portrays helm is very good is she's a great actress and i i i, I really like to see her so vulnerable and to see Levi step up and being such a good friend and inviting her at his place and, and, and Joe's place. So I, I really felt that moment because as, as Levi said, pandemic time has not just changed people who have gotten it and died because of it or gotten ill because of it, but also the people were fine, but on psychological level, they this virus has just enhanced our our, our weaknesses, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I I think that this is a powerful thing to to reflect upon because because we all been changed and who knows how we'll recover from it. I mean, I'm sure we will, but right now it, it's for sure an, an uphill hill, you know. So yeah. Yeah, and I liked his comment about, you know, isolation and what that does to people. Yeah, I thought it was very emotional. I thought it was well done. Um, my friend Amy commented that, that you know, Joe's Loft is kind of becoming like Meredith's house, where, like, <laughs> people are going over there. And my thought was, where is Helm going to sleep? Because yeah. at Meredith's house, this thing has multiple floors and attic. Like, we see people sleep in sleeping bags or, like, matches on the floor. And like, there's lots of space. But... <laughs> Joe lives in a one-room loft. There's one bed. Maybe I've been sleeping on the couch. 
where like where's helm gonna sleep like so i thought that was a little odd um but i did love that levi was there to be a good friend because we have i don't think they've had a scene together like all season yeah i I thought that was beautifully done and i agree that that she did some great acting and yeah that was that was that was very emotional and i thought it was interesting the juxtaposition between you know everyone was so else was so hopeful whereas Mm. helm you know was feeling the other side of it like just the fatigue yeah. And Tom was feeling the helplessness. Yeah. Um, and then that spurred Tom to, um, you know, want to do more. And, you know, Helm kind of broke down and Levi was there for her. So I thought that was a good juxtaposition of, you know, for some of us, there is hope. For some of us, there is despair in this time of COVID. So I thought that juxtaposition uh, was well done. Yeah. 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 For, sure. for sure. It's time. It's time to one of our favorite moments. <laughs> favorite quote so what was yours uh my favorite uh, quote slash scene for the episode uh was at the end there where um they're they're supposed to be doing the clap out for meredith and Hay shows up and he's looking around and then perez i love perez comes to an empty wheelchair and he's like her stuff is gone she's not there um i don't know where she is and then Hayes looks up at the sky and goes um well done gray like well done <laughs> and he looks at everybody waves and goes like all right, I'm off. And he leaves for the night. Um, I thought that was funny. I love that he's not even, like, he's not trying to hide his feelings anymore. If Meredith isn't there, Paige is out. Like, if it's not about a patient and Meredith isn't on the scene, he doesn't care. He's going home. Um, I love that. And Amy said something I thought was neat. She goes, yeah, I love how he, like, he says it like the whole thing is one big joke. Like, it's one big, like, cosmic joke that him and Meredith are on. Like, they're in yeah. on, like, an inside joke. Um, and I love how well he knows her because it, because everybody else is like, where is, where did she go? Like her sisters are worried. Like Maggie's worried about her. Like, like, oh my God, where did she go? Where Hayes is like, ah, you slipped out the back. Good one. Like, he's not worried about her. He knows she left of her own volition. Um, I, I really, really love that scene in that moment. And I would have liked this episode to have more Hayes in it, but the scenes we did get, I think were really great. Um, yeah, so that, that that was my favorite. Uh, what about you? What was your favorite scene or, or quote from the from the episode? Uh, I think you talked about it before. I, I think it was the moment in which Amelia realized that Meredith was going to come home and she <laughs> and we have the, the camera spun out and, and, and we see all that confusion, that clutter, and she's like, oh, she's going to report off her child abuse. <laughs> I, I thought that was, that was really funny. Yeah, that's a good one. And especially when she starts crying and Link is like, she's like, why didn't you leave? He's like, because you're crying. He's like, no, no, this is going to happen on and off all day. Go, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I just need a lot of my emotions. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I think that's her show. So yeah. if you liked what you heard today, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, and review, and tell your friends. So our theme song is inspired by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on Twitter at dance it out pod and on instagram at dance it out great anatomy until next time i'm giuseppe and i'm jasmine and this is dance it out a great anatomy podcast <laughs>